0: Two NFL Keyshawn, preseason now the underway Podcast. after
1: last night Patriots to throttle the Eagles 35 nothing I know it's preseason but some good news for New England fans bad news if you are in Philadelphia we are in New York City Keyshawn J. Will Zubin presented by Progressive Insurance all guests join us on the Goodyear hotline Alan Hahn with key what and, up? and so you had that game last night and the the conversation involving the Patriots has been centered around the quarterback position. And Cam Newton and trying to go back to the guy that he was at the start of the season. What are you doing?
2: Nothing. Just go. What, what is that? I'm filming you. Talk about it. There's a, a camera I'm talk- there. There's I'm a camera about there. There's Filming a, you talking about a quarterback battle.
1: Yes. Well, I didn't say battle. <laughs> I didn't use those words. But still, you have, you have Cam Newton, I thought, looked terrific. Now, didn't play nearly as much. Mac Jones played more. And Mac Jones played well as, as well. He played. He, he was good. But did Cam show you enough in the little bit that he played last night against the Eagles to say it's confirmed, it's done, let's not talk about it anymore. (laughs) I know you've said it, but should it now end any of the conversation about it? Yeah, put it to rest of who's going to start week one. It should be Cam Newton.
2: Well, I would think that you would put it to rest, but because individuals look at last season – and look at Cam's performance last season. They look at it and say, well, he's this, he's that, he's washed, he's this, he's that. They're making a mistake in the fact that they drafted Mac Jones. A lot of people want to see that Mac Jones take over, mm-hmm. but it's not going to happen right now. It's just not going to happen. Yeah, There's nothing there. It, I don't know how definitive I need to say it. Well, to make it, it clear. It's
1: not going to happen. Right, and to make it clear, you're not saying Mac Jones is a bum, can't no. play. No, I'm not. Saying, saying that. You're just saying that. It's not time for him right now. But if you're if you were to tell a Patriots fan, if you were to tell a Patriots fan about Mac Jones and what you think of him, like what did, what do the Patriots have in Mac Jones? Do they have their quarterback in the they, future?
2: I think they have a guy that, as he continues to develop, could turn in possibly to a pretty solid NFL quarterback. I'm not putting him in Tom Brady because uh, well, that's what I they mean, want him to do. Right. I'm not. We're not doing that. Yeah. He could be a starting quarterback in the NFL. That's where it's at. All right, let's go
1: from there. That's to me. Yeah, that to me is, of course. Yeah, they didn't. Let's let's start with that. He
2: does not look like a we missed on drafting a quarterback. Okay, it looks like oh, okay, so they got a quarterback. So they got one. They got one that they could develop, and in a couple years, he could take over.
1: What's the difference between that situation and Chicago, who has Justin Fields and also a veteran Andy Dalton? Why Why is it different that that's more of a competition than this one is?
2: Because I think Justin Fields is closer to Andy Dalton in terms of everything, and Mac Jones is not close to Cam Newton in terms of everything. That's why.
1: Now, Mac Jones would have to be ready because with Cam, you want to make sure that he gets you through a full season.
2: Yeah, Cam, but, but Cam has been able to get through full season. with well, COVID happened last year, right. other than that, he didn't have an injury. And then when you look at the year before, he got hurt. Right. So it's like, okay. It's later in his career. He's taken a lot of hits. You yeah, know. But, but his injuries had nothing to do with him taking hits. Right. His injury was in the pocket. Mm-hmm. It had no one – everybody says, well, he's injured, injured. It had nothing to do with taking a hit.
1: Well, I'll say this. When I look at the Patriots you – know, this is coming from a Jets fan who doesn't really want to say this. I might throw up in my mouth for a second. I, I actually think the Patriots, from watching him last night – the first week, just seeing the additions they made, the money they spent, the players who did come back. Obviously, the coaching staff is Bill Belichick and a lot of his trusted lieutenants. Uh, Matt Patricia back in the fold as well, so you know, obviously, he knows everything that's going on there. The Patriots are a team that, that, God help you, if you sleep on them. Like, do not overlook the New England Patriots. This is a team that's going to be competitive, not just in the division, but probably in the AFC. They
2: should have split last year with the team that won the division in the Buffalo Bills. They had an unfortunate situation happen when Cam was going in to score. He fumbled.
1: Right. Well, it's a fortunate situation. It's still a turnover. It's a I, I, I,
2: I get it. I understand <laughs> it. But I'm saying yeah. they split with them otherwise. Right. They win that game otherwise.
1: Yeah. No, no. And, and, and there is anticipation.
2: And they didn't them. have the type of players on the team last oh, no, year that they, they got this year. Right,
1: exactly. You know they'll be well coached. But you also have to feel like as much as Bill Belichick will downplay it. Tom Brady winning a Super Bowl last year. Th- you know Bill Belichick well. Is it even a little bit in the back of his mind of that dude left here and won a Super Bowl? Like everybody's competitive at that level. There's a little part of him that's like, we we are we have to get back to our status without Tom Brady. Think, so I don't have to
2: hear that garbage. I don't think he's sitting up at night thinking about. I don't that.
1: think he's sitting up at night. But there's a little bit,
2: little twinge. No, he wants to he wants to bit. win and compete and win championships. They, they, he's not. He doesn't begrudge. Tom Brady. It's not begrudge. He doesn't. No, Key, it's not about begrudging. It's not about any of that. It's as simple
1: as he left, he won a Super Bowl. I want to. We got to get back. Like, I, I don't want but that, that I, whole I think narrative. He,
2: I think if Tom Brady retired and Tampa Bay won the Super Bowl last year without Tom Brady, Bill would, and he had the season he had, Bill would still be saying, I need to get back to the Super Bowl. I'm, right, I'm,
1: I'm just a petty person. Then. I'm just way too petty. That would bother me. It would bother me. I mean, I don't. A little don't, bit of it would bother me enough. A little that, added motivation. I don't like, know
2: that it would bother him. Though. Like LeBron needs that, that motivation. That dude's a different. It different. He's built different. His brain is operate. Yeah. It operates differently. You see him at the press conferences.
1: Well, we know that he's
2: a different. Like it's just some things bother certain people. I don't know that he's looking at it and saying, "Well, Tom won, so I need to win." So no, you, he's looking at it. As, if anything, he's saying, "I made Tom." So if he, it wasn't for me, Tom wouldn't be Tom.
1: So, he he's, he doesn't waste his energy I don't think on so. stuff like that. I don't think so. All right. Well, you mentioned you hear him in the press conferences. So, this is probably as close to uh, effusive, uh, as close to giddy as Bill Belichick will ever sound when talking about his own team two weeks into the preseason.
0: The season's pretty early here. You know, we all have a long way to go. So, not really worried about, you know, last year or some other year. We're just worried about moving ahead this year. And You know, we have a... It's a new year. It's a new team. Um, some people here that weren't here last year. There's some people that were here last year that that aren't here. So, um, like like it is on every other team in the NFL. So, we'll see how this comes together. But I don't think we're making progress. We we still have a long way to go, though. This is, you know, talking about the second preseason game, we got a long way to go. <laughs>
1: yeah, it's we're talking about the second it's preseason season like, like, he's like the NFL coach sling blade. Mm-hmm.
2: Because because they're asking questions that doesn't make sense, and I'm not giving you the answer. Assess your I team know, after. Wait, wait. Assess I your
1: team two weeks into the preseason. Is it? Is, they're,
2: they're okay. I'm fine. We're,
1: why we're wouldn't it? I ask that question?
2: Because it's the preseason, and you want me to say we're going to the Super Bowl. No. Even though well, I know. I mind you even that. Even though I look at my team and I go, yeah, we're going to the Super Bowl. <laughs> That's why. <laughs> All right. If
1: you were then to decipher what he's saying there, give me a little like decode what that was about.
2: Is, he's he likes what he's said, got. I like what I got. Mm-hmm. I, I, I like what I have, and we got some players on this team. And if we keep going in the right direction, we're going to be okay. Don't worry about us. All right. So, on the you worry about your own house from burning down. Don't worry about mine. Well, the Jets' house is burning down with all the injuries.
1: Anyways, on the other side of the game last night is the Philadelphia Eagles going through their own transition, mm-hmm. a new coaching staff, a very young one. Uh, average is like, what, like 37 years yeah, old young, or something young, like that? Like sp- special teams coordinators like 29. Just got out of college. <laughs> Literally. So they're very young. But they have a, a young quarterback in, in Jalen Hurts. Yes. He was there pregame and then ended up not playing because of stomach virus or something that happened that hit him that the team said. But looking at them, when you think about where they are in their division, the, the NFC East, after they're coming off a of Super Bowl just a couple of years ago, do you think that, that uh, they are now – if you're an Eagles fan, what what message would you have for them after what you saw from Philadelphia?
2: Just be patient. They got a young team, young coaches. This staff. is a start over for them. This is a total yeah. reboot. It, and so just be patient. The, you know, you might not go to the playoffs this year. You might only win six or seven games. But just be patient. That's you all get, you can – you got to just be patient with the situation.
1: You didn't get to. You didn't get to see Jalen Hurts, but is that – him and maybe Devontae Smith really the things to watch this year. Like if you're, well, I think it'd be you Jalen need Rigger. To watch them. All, all the young guys: yeah. Jalen Rigger, right.
2: Devonte Smith, Jalen Hurts. You you want to watch them and watch them grow over the next two seasons or so. You'll know if those are the right calls or not.
1: Pat Costello, our our resident Eagles fan producer on the show. Pat, you didn't get to watch last night's game, and uh, that was good news for you. You didn't miss much. but this, is,
0: this whole conversation is just making me immensely sad about what I have to look forward to over the next 18 weeks or whatever it is. Is
1: that what you're looking like, If what, what Key said? You watch it because you want to see Jalen Hurts, and is he your guy, right? Like, Is that basically what this season's going to be about I'm, for you?
0: I'm giving Jalen Hurts two years just outright. Like, uh, That's what I'm willing to invest in him. I'm really curious what I'm going to get out of Nick Sirianni. And, Key, can you guide me a little bit? What should I expect from Nick Sirianni?
2: Um, a first-time head coach that's going to make some blunders and some mistakes. mistakes. Yeah. Uh, if you look at him on the sideline last night as things started to get out of control, you could look. It's a preseason game. You could just look at the, his face and like, I don't even know what to do right now. He's like literally like you saw that in his face. Oh my god, yes. He didn't wow. even know what to. You know, it was just like, uh oh, I don't even know how to adjust yeah. what. Like I've never had this happen to me. Yeah, before. I can hit
1: pause and Madden. Yeah,
2: <laughs> I can't do that here.
1: It is. It's Madden with real people. That's what happened to him last night. Great. This is
0: making me feel great. Thank you. <laughs> well, you asked me, so I'm telling you.
1: Yeah, it, it does feel like it. But you know what, though, Pat? At least you have a Super Bowl. Like, would you, wouldn't you buy that? If I told you I'll give you a Super Bowl championship, but the next five years, six years after that are going to be painful, wouldn't you say, oh, I'll take the Super Bowl?
3: Ten times out of ten.
2: Thank you. That's so, usually the case. This is now you're that's paying usually, for it. That's usually the case for everybody except New England. It's usually yeah, the case, point. right? But, Everybody, yeah.
1: think about it. Except maybe Kansas City, but we'll see even about that.
2: Well, Kansas City's been they on fire be. the last couple years, yeah. but that's really it. Other but you're than right. That,
1: the most consistent has been that. Like every year they're back in it, so you never have to worry about that drought.
2: But think about whereas... it. Chicago went to the Super Bowl with Lovey Smith. They ain't smelt no. this since. <laughs> New Orleans went to the Super Bowl with Drew Brees. They haven't smelt this They've had success in winning yeah. and making playoff runs. But they've yet to get back to the bowl. The Green Bay Packers—they got to the bowl, haven't sniffed it since. I mean, yeah. you just
1: poor Aaron Rodgers—they just don't build properly around him.
2: No, but you think about it no, though, I right?
1: I know, I know. No, no. We, this is, but that's what it's like. Like winning a Super Bowl for your team, especially one that had, to, again, for the Eagles, a long time uh, since they've they've just. Buffalo to get went there.
2: four years in a row. Oh my God! And like, ain't I been back since. To, I still go back to and that. had bad teams ever since.
1: Yeah until recently. That's like that's again, you buy something on credit, you still got to pay for it. <laughs> and that's literally what this maybe Eagles season's going to feel Raiders like. Raiders us in the Super Bowl,
2: Bowl and then had nine coaches since then. Man.
1: <laughs> Including the guy. <laughs> Think about it though. Think about that. That's right. John Gruden ends up back there again. Who knew? All right, tune into an American League battle tomorrow. The Rays host the White Sox. Coverage begins 12:30 p.m. Eastern on ESPN Radio and on the ESPN app to the layout for production, which I guess we will not do. So we'll just continue talking.
0: <laughs> it was supposed to play. The, what went
2: Friday. wrong here?
1: It's Friday for sure.
2: I hit play, it did play. I don't know what to do. <laughs> the okay. CD skipped? Is that what it happened? The CD it. skipped? I blew on it, didn't do anything, None I can do.
1: <laughs> Took it out? All right. Who, is, who sings this? Who sings Quality Time? Who is this now? A little this high is,
2: five. It's high five? Friday.
1: Mint condition, high Mint five. They all kind yeah. of sound the same, right? Guy, all in. Yeah, yeah. All right. Well, I'll take that on a Friday, though. So we talked about this um, earlier in the show, and it's really an amazing thing. So you have two teams in the West that that have interesting quarterback situations. You have two coaches that could be under pressure. We talked about different pressure situations. Um, different people under pressure. John Gruden or, or Sean McVay, who faces more pressure?
2: Uh, John Gruden.
1: Now, Jeremy Fowler was in here with us earlier. He went to Raiders camp, and you guys were talking off-air about you know the issues there. It's going to be defense for them to finally step up. But Gruden's in a 10-year deal. He's going into year four. Is there pressure on somebody with a 10-year deal?
2: I, I, I don't know what the 10-year deal, how the structure of it is. But, yeah, I mean, Raider fan base are trying to win. They mm-hmm. were excited when they got John Gruden, even though he – Hadn't coached in ten years, uh, and so there was all this hype and promise and yep. all this sort of stuff, and they're not so good so far, right? And so there's a lot of pressure: new stadium, new fan base. Yeah. Even though you're bringing L.A. and Oakland, well, now they, it's like a third you, market. You know, now
1: it's it, three markets because they still have right that's what I said, LA, L.A. They Oakland, still have L.A. Oakland. Yeah.
2: In, in uh Vegas, so right. you're bringing them there. You got all that. You got a new stadium. You blew up the team that you probably shouldn't have, but you did everything. You got everything you wanted. Right. And you're still stuck in neutral. And so I think there's pressure. Sean McVay has gone to a Super Bowl recently, been to the playoffs recently. All he but, feels that his quarterback was an issue. Yes. And they traded out, swapped out, got a new quarterback, and still feel like they can make a run in the NFC. Pressure won't be on him for a couple years because he's got uh enough uh, clout and credit piled up to where he could have a couple down years and people would be like, okay, we we understand. But
1: one thing about both of them is the is the quarterback connection to, to both of them. I mean obviously McVay had Jared Goff and the story at the very beginning was how they were like these you know, the, these these buddies, these pals, because they're fairly close in age, but they they, you know, were able to make magic in getting to a Super Bowl very early on uh, in their success with the Rams and then it famously fell apart. I mean really it got ugly for a while where, where as the story went like the, like McVay just lost it because Goff was just so laid back and he couldn't take it because McVay is so intense. So he had to get rid of him and makes the move and they get Matthew Stafford in what was a huge move in the off season. Matthew Stafford who was in, you know, almost sentenced to the Detroit Lions for the years that he was there. For Gruden, the quarterback coach, the quarterback camp, the quarterback whisper all that stuff, he's always about the quarterback. Well, he's got Derek Carr. And something you said earlier in the show, which really, when you said it, like like take this on face value. I'm going to say it before we even make a case for it. If I said to you, those listening right now and watching on ESPN News, if I said to you that Keyshawn Johnson <laughs> believes Johnson. Matthew Stafford and Derek Carr are the same. They're equal. There's no difference. If you took Derek Carr and put him with the Rams, you're going to get the same production as Matthew Stafford. If you put Stafford with the Raiders, it would be the same production. What would you say? Would you believe it? Because when Stafford was traded, Key, I looked at it like, wow. They got a guy who's a stud quarterback, who is just lost in a team that just in a constant treadmill rebuild. And he... He was, he still performed, and now he's going to go to a place that's ready made, ready to win. They should be a Super Bowl contender. And you're saying, not really. So here's the comparison. What uh, the numbers are up on the screen on ESPN News, we have them also to share as well. But stats wise, they are
2: exactly the same, and that's incredible. I didn't do a uh, that's incredible stat Google or none of that. Stats so incredible, talking. right? Stats incredible. I did none of that. I just, from my eyes of watching football, and I think I know football. I don't give a damn what nobody say. My eyes in watching mm-hmm. both of them in their careers. You've always been big on Derek Carr. I don't see the difference. And that's what I told our, our producer yesterday when the topic came up. I said, I don't see the difference. Tell me what this dude's doing better than him. And I ain't just talking about the statistics. I'm talking about just in general. And Carr's never had a Megatron. Best receiver he's ever had was Amari Cooper. Mm-hmm. And so I'm like, y'all making this this huge fuss about Matthew Stafford and dismissing Derek Carr half the time when all he does is go out there and throw the football all over the lot. But why why do understand? we view them differently?
1: Why do we view Stafford well, as a guy that's just immensely talented just has to be on a bad team? Because he was
2: in a bad team in Detroit. Mm-hmm. And they constantly changed coaches. Mm-hmm. And there was always something. His best years were And he was the number right? one overall pick. Right. All of that. Mm-hmm. So you uh, – and he's had some success throwing the ball everywhere. Yep. With a Hall of Fame receiver. And you look at Carr different. And remember, three, three, four years ago, Carr was potentially the MVP of the league until he got hurt. And that was only three years into his NFL career. And he's been consistent the entire way. But you look at him as a, I don't want to say a problem, but less than because John Gruden is his coach. And all we hear is he wants to replace him. He doesn't like him. So the moment that you hear that, the first thing you think is he's not good. must be a problem. It must be a problem because John's the quarterback guy. Mm -hmm. And as I always tell people, what quarterbacks has John ever really coached that, he turned into something. Gruden's yeah. quarterback camp was one of my favorite things to watch. Yeah, but I ain't talking about the camp. Pre, uh, I'm talking about drafting a guy. I know, I know. Developing him and turning him into something. Not inheriting a veteran guy like Rich Gannon, who already was Pro Bowl guy. Not that. I'm talking about a young stud quarterback. Well, Marcus Mariota was, spent a year, right? But I, I'm talking about just to see, turning him with into him? Yeah. To something. So with the moment that Gruden doesn't like the guy or hears that, people start to say something must be wrong with him. So So when you look at the numbers,
1: that's where we're going. They're the same. Yeah, if you're not watching on TV though, let me let me just put the numbers together for you. So first seven seasons for each player, because obviously Stafford's been in the league longer than Derek Carr. First seven seasons for Derek Carr, 170 passing touchdowns, 71 interceptions, over 26,000 passing yards, 64% completion percentage in 110 games. In the first seven seasons for Stafford, less passing touchdowns by seven, uh, more interceptions by 17, less passing yards by about 1,000, 61 completion percentage compared to 64, and played in less games too, 93 games. Now, if you want to do it in the last seven years – Instead of, you know, just side-by-side side instead of the first seven of the careers. Because Stafford, since then, here's where it gets really, like, the fact that you said they're the same, this is where it's eerie. Because I told you Carr already, 170 touchdowns, 71 interceptions, 26-plus, 1,000 passing yards, 64% completion, 110 games. All right okay. Stafford, since 2014, since Carr came in the league, 173 touchdowns. So three more. 71 interceptions, exactly the same. Twenty-seven thousand passing yards, a thousand more. Sixty-five completion percentage, just one percent better, and one hundred four games, six fewer games. That's ridiculous. Like they, that literally is. That's the same.
2: That's the same. So same
1: production. Same. But is this are the do the stats tell the
2: whole story? No, it doesn't tell a whole story. Are you sure? But it's not. It doesn't tell the whole story. But essentially. Both of them have had mediocre coaches mm-hmm. and mediocre teams. They they have. Right. And, and they still, statistically, as y'all like to run around in fantasy and all the numbers and all that, they're the same. So you gave up all those picks to, in a player to get one guy and another guy is constantly being scrutinized about his play when all I see him doing is playing great. It's funny, though, right?
1: It is hilarious, the <laughs> fact that you said it. And then I'm like, no. Like, I remember when, because after you had the, the yeah. point, then it, yeah. then it was brought up, and I'm like, no, no way are they the same. All right, let's look it up. Oh my
2: god, he's right. I hate
1: when you're right. Keyshawn <laughs> J. Will Zubin brought to you but by you Straight Talk say, Wireless.
2: I can say that about a lot of players, though. We we tend to push people up that that necessarily need to be up. There's like some that. things
1: about the eye test that is more than just what you look like on the field. It's also where you, what you're where you're at. Yeah. Like that does affect our opinion.
2: I used to do it as a player. They're like, "Oh man, that dude really good." I said, "No, he not man. He's not good." And then we play against him. Like, damn, he was right, huh? (laughs) Like, you are you watching, or you just reading stuff people say? No,
1: definitely not. Yeah, you got to definitely do the research. But that's when once you put the numbers in, it is phenomenal. All right. Keyshawn J. Will Zubin brought to you by Straight Talk Wireless. Straight Talk Wireless has rolled out 5G coverage nationwide. You can get a Samsung Galaxy A32 5G for only $299. No contract. All in America's best network. Straight Talk Wireless. 5G capable device required. Actual availability, coverage, and speed may vary. So as we just made that point that Derek Carr and Matthew Stafford are pretty much the same player, same production, there is someone that absolutely hates (laughs) <laughs> what he just said. And completely dis- disagrees, and it's someone with some serious credibility. Who is it, and what do they have to say? That's coming up after I tell you about Rumble On. Does the thought of selling your motorcycle, ATV, or vehicle already make you exhausted? There's no need to keep putting it off, because RumbleOn.com makes selling easy. You'll have a cash offer in minutes and a free pickup. Harley, Polaris, can Yamaha. Uh, I think we're missing a line there. Trader or sell, Rumble On will pay cash no matter what, make or model. Man, this should have been your read. Visit RumbleOn.com today and enter promo code RADIO to get a $300 increase in your cash offer. Rumble On, fast bikes, faster cash.
2: As a fan, this is amazing. This no, is, the is time of the year. This is what we talked about. This is real, man. This is real. Are you ready? This is Scott Van Pelt, and I'm ready. This is Keyshawn Johnson. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers are ready. This is Stanford Steve, and I'm ready. This is the Bear, and I'm ready.
0: Football is back, and it kicks off every morning with Keyshawn Jaywell, and Zubin and continues all day right here on ESPN Radio.
1: Yeah, it's Friday.
2: And it's that Friday vibe now, everybody.
1: You understand what we're doing here.
2: Little Drew Hill, man. Not singing today,
1: though? Yeah. You don't want to hit those notes, do you? No. <laughs> Keisha and J. Will Zubin, presented by Progressive Insurance. All guests join us on the Goodyear Hotline. So let's go to the Goodyear hotline right now because you just heard us talking about this a few minutes ago and earlier in the show is when it first came up. And actually, when it very first came up was yesterday during production calls getting ready for today's show. And that is when Keith said Matthew Stafford, Derek Carr, yeah, they're the same player. We all thought he was crazy. But then you look at the stats and the stats actually line up and suggest that, okay, maybe statistically it's not so crazy. But Chris Mortensen, our ESPN senior NFL insider, oh, who joins God. us on the Goodyear Hotline right now. Mort, you, you certainly did not agree with this at all. In fact, Key said you texted him during the show when he was discussing this.
4: Well, I texted him because I was watching, as usual, and I love Keyshawn, and I just wanted to pull his chain some. Now, listen, uh, and I think analytics or statistics, we've always had statistics. That's fine. But you you just watch the game. I mean, there was a time when Keyshawn only caught one touchdown in a season. But if you watched him play, you said, man, that is a heck of a football player. Just watch the game. And Derek Carr is an excellent quarterback. But you you pull 32 GMs and coaches in this league, and I would even say defensive players, and I I guarantee you Matthew Stafford is going to win by a landslide.
2: Well, see, I'm not going to poll them people then because <laughs> I'm looking at the production well, uh, on the field, Mark, and they've both been highly productive statistically, yeah. but it's not like Matthew Stafford elevated his team to some sort of success because typically that's what the best quarterbacks do no matter who they're surrounded with.
4: Well, he, listen, for whatever reason, they never had a running game in Detroit and they didn't play real good defense. And I talked to our guy, Bill Parcells, this morning, He had a few words for you, by the way, but I can't repeat them over the air. Uh, But, uh, uh, and by the way, I I think there's a secret uh, note on Belichick's retirement that might have mentioned a resignation from the Jets that might have mentioned you, but never has gotten out. Maybe it'll get out one day in a book. Uh, But no, and I'm kidding on that. But yeah, listen, I'm just not, you know, stats. It's like like Josh Allen at Wyoming. If you actually went back and watched his last year, you would say, he had he, he, 65 to 68 percent of his passes were on target. He was playing with you know, a lesser caliber team in mm. uh, his rookie year. Same thing there. It, it, it's just I'm not going to look at the stats. I, I'm going to watch the game. I can tell if a guy can play. Derek Clark can play. Uh, you know, I've been watching Dwayne Hassens for, you know, when he was at Ohio State. I watched the first two preseason games. I think he can play. He just needed to mature a little bit. We'll see. We'll see what happens there. But. I'm not going to let statistics drive uh, an argument, and I think both. Uh, I think Derek Carr is a good quarterback. I think Matthew Stafford uh, is is uh, in that elite circle, and I think he'll prove it this year.
2: All right, Mark, talk about quarterbacks improving, and, and guys that you've watched, you're very close to the Alabama-Clemson Tide uh, program down there, and you had a chance to watch Mac Jones. Where is he at right now with the New England Patriots after watching him last night and do a terrific job engineering drives?
4: Yeah, let's, let's put everything in perspective. So last night, the Eagles played nobody. None of their first team was on defense. And on offense, you know, nobody. They didn't play their Lane Johnson, at right tackle, Brandon Brooks, their guard. They didn't play Jason Kelsey, their center. Uh, you know, so it, it was a true exhibition game. The two teams worked against each other Monday and Tuesday. And, I, you know, I heard, Mac Jones, what we see of him, doesn't he look to you like a guy who was cut out for a Josh McDaniels offense, the offensive coordinator of the Patriots, and the Bill Belichick offense? The guy has a feel for the pocket. His arm is a good arm. It ain't, okay, it's not a great arm. There's a lot of guys without great arms who are winning in this league. Cam Newton looked very good last night. I really think the plan. It's probably, let's don't throw Mac Jones to the Wolves yet. But when you play at Alabama, you're playing under intense scrutiny. Uh, You know, know, when you put your name on that, and the fact that Mac Jones even went to Alabama tells you what type of guy he is, because they already had Jalen Hurts and Tua Tunga-Vailoa. So he was still willing to go there. And I know that based off uh, everybody I know there, he's a maniacal worker. His arm's better than you think. I mean, we want to give Joe Burrow all that credit for the numbers he put up at LSU with kind of the same type of arm that Mac Jones has, but we didn't want to give Mac Jones credit. And I think, I think he's just a good fit in New England. That's obvious. And I will say this, and I'm a big Trey Lance fan, but it is very accurate that when Kyle Shanahan and the 49ers moved up into the top three, their goal was to take Mac Jones, but Trey Lance won them over. But right now, Mac Jones is in a place where certainly I think he's comfortable. I think they probably start the season with Cam Newton and eventually get Max Jones in there if Cam is not playing at a high level. I think they're a, I think they're a threat to the Bills in the AFC East.
1: Mm-hmm. And, uh, I, I'm telling you, I see the same thing. Don't sleep on that team. Chris Morton and join us right now on the Goodyear Hotline. You were all over the, the the Colts' injuries when they first happened and how devastating it felt at the moment to think that you lose Carson Wentz and you also lose uh, uh, the guard on the offensive line and Nelson. What, what a great player he is as well. It just seemed like... Maybe not so bad as this talk They could be back by week one. What's the latest that you're hearing on both of these players?
4: Yeah, I mean, just that they, they, they technically they were training on the low end of that five to twelve week, uh, uh, you know, estimation. And f- five weeks puts you ready for week one. But I, you know, like Jim Mercy, the coach owner says they want to make sure Carson Wentz is one hundred percent, not ninety five percent. So, you know, they're developing Jacob Eason, who was a fourth round pick, guy had a big arm. You know, when he's at Georgia and, and uh, Washington, they think he's coming along really well. And Sam Eller, the other quarterback, they like. The, the Quentin Nelson's a key because this team, whether it's Carson Wentz or uh, or anybody else, they're keyed off running the football, and they do like their receivers. They even you know, Michael Pittman, key. You would stand up for Michael Pittman, wouldn't Absolutely. you? Absolutely. But but they have a bunch. Yeah, they have a bunch of other guys there too in that wide receiver group, and their defense is very good. So that's the type of team they're going to have. So if they have to get by with Jacob Beeson for one week or Sam Elgar, they would do it. But both guys in Carson Wentz, even you even heard Frank Wright, the coach, say he's antsy. He wants to get out there. He, he's going to start taking snaps and walkthroughs. And walkthroughs are actually, there were some of my uh, favorite uh, periods for Keyshawn, just uh, based off what John Gruden told me, by the way. Uh, walkthroughs. But walk-throughs are, uh, walk-throughs are now more important than ever because of the restrictions that you have in training camp. Yeah. And Carson Wentz is supposed to be taking some snaps and walkthroughs very soon. Yeah.
1: Great stuff, Mort. Good to all catch right. up with you. Thanks so much. Love you, Mort. We'll talk.
4: Uh, all right. I'll be texting. Talk all to right. you. <laughs> the
1: the you walk-throughs. Sh- yeah. But you shared also the, to the text that, that Mort sent you. Yeah. <laughs> More uh yeah, a series. I, I couldn't read all of it on the air, but he was definitely <laughs> mad that he had to wake up to hearing you say something like that. All right. Eight at eight say ESPN, eight, 8 o'clock, 7, 7, we close out the week, we have call the roulette. That's coming up also an over forty wide receiver trying to make a comeback in the NFL. Not me. I was just gonna Lies, lies, guy, lies and more lies who it is and What Keith thinks of his chances to play. That coming up next. KJZ, ESPN Radio, and on your smart speaker by saying play ESPN Radio.
2: It's time for call a roulette. You know the rules. Don't ask us how we are. We're good. I don't want to hear any of that. Get in, say your name, and make your point and ask the question. 888 729 3776. 888 say ESPN. And don't mess it up. Don't mess it up. Especially you, Line 5
0: This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. A lot of us spend our lives wishing we had more time. So what's the first thing you do if you had an extra hour in your day? Go visit your parents, hang out with friends, and catch a movie? They're all solid options, but what about devoting time to yourself? Maybe taking up a personal hobby you've put off. With everything in your life that you handle, work, picking the kids up from school, running errands, you never really get enough me time. The best way to squeeze that time into your schedule is is to first understand your own personal value and then make yourself a priority. Therapy can help you find what matters to you so you can do more of it. Prioritizing mental health is an important part of my life. Let BetterHelp empower you to be the best version of yourself and guide you along the journey of becoming a better you. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online and designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. All you have to do is fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist. You can even switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com/unsportsmanlike today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelphelp.com/unsportsmanlike.
2: For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for
3: every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.
1: So, Chris, shut the hell up. He is in a mood today. We are, It's Friday, man. So, uh, just correct me if I'm wrong, because Ty Perfect, as we were playing before, we played High Five. And I thought Mint Condition at first, and I'm like, it kind of all sounds the same. It's that same genre. Yeah. And somebody's calling me out for that.
2: It's kind of sort of the same. Yeah. It's all I'm that not R&D crazy. I
1: grew up yeah. on this. Yeah, Man, all all I had all these CDs. It's not the yes same CDs. groups, but no. they all
2: kind of got the same style. Vibe, that's, vibe. Sound,
1: yeah. that's that sound yeah. from then. And that's
2: but, you know, they're going to always – Disagree with you on social media. That's why you, you want really some... can't pay attention to it like that. But we that. do. No, do we we do it for the show. Do you? Want I don't to... do it for my own personal reasons. Do you want a complaint
1: department about you or me?
2: I want one of each. Okay. Well, I got two for me. All right. Today
1: it's my day. But to, we got um, at teaching Zeus said without Stafford, Lions would have only won one to three games a year. Ask Dan oloski if you question this. Carr has talent. Stafford is elite. He said, Marvin Jones, Golden Tate, Nate Burleson, all wide receivers at Stafford made better. Lions with Stafford and Raiders run game, uh, 10 wins a year.
2: So, Golden Tate was fire in Seattle. That's why he was able to get money in free agency to go to Detroit. Who else was the other receiver? Uh, Marvin Jones. Marvin Jones was okay. He was okay. And then Nate Burleson. And Nate Burleson was just Nate Burleson. So, what? He's saying he made them better. Man, I can't listen to that dude, man. That
1: argument. Sorry, uh, he also had a tweet from me. Same person. As a Lions fan, it breaks my heart hearing about all the suffering Jets fans have gone through, like not even winning a playoff game in the last 30 years. Oh, wait a minute. Hashtag smallest violin. Hashtag East Coast bias. Don't ever, ever compare your franchise to the Jets. The Lions have been bad because they are just poorly run. That's why they've been bad. You had great players, and they did have a time. You had a history. The Jets' history is a Super Bowl and then a whole lot of misery and a reminder when you're a Jets fan to never believe in anything, not even Santa Claus. Yep, that's it. Let's go. And then another one that's – to hear anyone whine about the Jets' bad luck makes me want to puke. Look at the Bengals' history of everything, including injuries to high draft players, etc. Jets have no place to talk about misery. I've lived it's with the Bengals' true. curse sorry. since Greg Cook got hurt. Look him up.
2: Yep, sorry. Kejana Carter. It's oh. just been, it's been misery for a lot of teams. It has been. Yep.
1: Quickly, before we get to the calls, 47-year-old Terrell Owens says he's 100% sure he could play in the NFL.
2: Do you think he could play right now? I think he could play. He says
1: he ran a 4-4. I don't, know what, I
2: don't know what he ran and all that. I don't care about that. But I think he can play. Hasn't played in 11 years. But I think he could play. Why? Pro- At 47? I didn't say he should play. <laughs> I said I think he can play. I don't think he would be Terrell Owens, uh, the guy who got the Hall of Fame jacket, Terrell Owens. No. But I think he could help a team. You know, he could catch 30 balls a year. Do you, would you want to see it out of curiosity? Nah. You're not that much older than him. No, nah, I wouldn't want to see it because it wouldn't look right. Key, <laughs> <laughs> you get it the itch right. to come back or what? None. Was nah, there ever look a point
1: right. never. in the last 10 years never. Where you're like,
2: never. I could probably do this. No. I bet you no. can play no. tight end. Never. Never. Not a chance. Not interested. Not interested. Not interested. All right. But he could, honestly, though, he could honestly be a situational type player. There's no question about it. But I don't think T.O. realizes he been out for a minute and they hit really, really hard now. <laughs> they just do. Yeah. <laughs> but he can play. I don't know if a team will give him
1: a chance. They so are not the going to give part, him right. a chance. So it will happened. All right. Let's spin the wheel as Caller Roulette begins. By the way, low key, one of the best videos ever. Line five. Do you remember? Line
2: five. Hello. Line five. Hello. Line five. Line five. Jones. What's happening? What's up? I'm alive. <laughs> You're on. You the are really live. <laughs> hey, man. Last, last night, after seeing Mac Jones pass, when are the Patriots going to be real with themselves and say, "Hey, this is our guy." They're going to do it. They're going to do it. Watching him
1: last night against the, the gonna, Eagles, fours, fives, and sixes.
2: Yeah, they're going to do it in a couple years. That's what the plan is. Right. Just what? What's the big deal? You saw Cam play too. So All right, let's spin it.
1: Go. Yeah, the Mac Jones love just. <laughs> Line six.
2: Tony B. What's up? Deshaun, hey, you know the lights are brighter in New York. Okay, I played in New York. Not the team. I, I played what in New York. What do you York. think the Knicks have to do to make the, make the playoffs again next year? Man. Uh, just don't get injured. They should, don't get get the injured. Yeah. they should be one of the top eighteen. They should be one of the top 18s and they don't yeah. get injured. They got Kimball Even Perk Walker over that. there
1: now. You know, you hear what Perk said? So Perk said, the Knicks, after all the, you know, a couple of adjustments or changes they made to the roster, adding mm-hmm. Kemba Walker, Evan Fournier, he goes, the Knicks aren't getting out of the first round. You know what I said? So you're guaranteeing they're going to be in the playoffs next year? I'll yeah, take it. Yeah. Team that hasn't made the playoffs in eight years. Roll it. Back back, let's do it. Spin it. Line two.
2: Yo, what up? This is Remy. What's, What's happening, Remy? They called me. What up, man? I'm Remington, man. Last name Johnson, Keyshawn, so you already know I've been tuned in with you from day one, man. Facts. But look, I'm from Cleveland, so I got a good question for y'all. What is is it going to take for them to put some respect on my man, Bake, name? The Brawls going to the Super Bowl, but what Bake got to do for everybody to put some respect on his name? How y'all just compared Carr and uh, Stafford? Y'all ain't gonna do that to Bake. So what do you got to do? Four hundred, five hundred. Ain't, no, ain't no, I, I, I ain't no y'all. ain't no y'all because I ain't. I'm not out there hating on him. I I believe he he's there to stay and he deserves a long term extension. But for the people that don't like him, he's just got to put two back to back seasons together, much like he did last year. Do it again, duplicate it again. Go to the championship game if he can get in it and win the division, and that people start to take a liking more to him. I, I think. What disrespect has Baker Mayfield gotten? Well, you know how they, people don't push him up there. They kind of say he's a system guy. They push him down. He's they don't gonna, hype him.
1: He's going to get paid. They're going to be a very entertaining yeah. team. Their defense like is going to be great. There's I nothing like about Baker Mayfield that should be disrespected at all. He'll be in the mix. No, yeah. they will be in the they mix. They will be in the mix. Yeah. No, they are certainly a team to watch. There's no doubt about that. Roll it. Yeah, spin it one more time. Line one
3: and I want to uh, co-sign with Keyshawn a little bit on Stafford. I'm from Michigan. The year we made the playoffs last, we everybody, half the people in Michigan gave Stafford credit for those fourth quarter comeback. You got to speed it up. The other half, like me, pointed out the fact that we didn't have one lead the entire season. Deuces, we out. Peace. Yeah, have a good
0: weekend, everybody. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger.